In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple, and I'm joined by... Hey, this is Vincent Williams. And we are back with the season two finale of our review of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's here. Spock adjacent. The Michelle Mission's love letter to everything Star Trek. We had some temporal issues. (laughs) Yes. See? Yes, we did. We did. It spilled over. It spilled over into the Michoverse. There you go. But we we. But the Red Angel delivered us here. Yes. There you go. Yes. Um. Uh. Yes. So let's review uh, the the two part season finale mm-hmm. of Star Trek Discovery season two. Such sweet sorrow, aka Len hates Vince <laughs> because he was right again. Hey, man. Uh, this was directed by Olatund Osansami from a story written by Michelle Paradise, Jenny Lumet, and Alex Kurtzman. And these episodes hit CBS All Access on April 11th and 18th of 2019. In part one, Discovery escapes and rendezvous with the Enterprise, with Discovery evacuated onto the other starship. From there, they initiate the self-destruct, but the sphere data takes control of Discovery systems and prevents this from happening. It also defends itself from torpedoes. Burnham proposes that the time crystal be used to take Discovery itself into the future, where Control cannot get it, planning to wear a copy of her mother's suit to lead the ship there. Pike agrees and resumes command of the Enterprise to keep control distracted. A new signal appears, leading Discovery and Enterprise to the planet Zahia, which is ruled by Tilly's friend, Queen Mihani Iki Halikopo. All right. A brilliant engineer, Poe, assists Stamets, Tilly, and Reno with preparing the suit and the time crystal for the journey. Some of the Discovery's crew chooses to stay with Burnham, as does Giorgio, while Saru is made acting captain by Pike. As the Section 31 fleet arrives, Discovery and Enterprise prepare for battle, while the suit and the time crystal are finalized. In part two. All right. Tyler retrieves the Klingon fleet to assist in the battle, while Serana arrives with Kelpians in Ba'ul fighters after receiving a farewell message from Saru. Stamets is seriously injured and is cared for by Culper. A Section 31 torpedo penetrates the Enterprise without detonating, but a secondary detonation kills Cornwell after she seals off the surrounding area. Control Leland boards Discovery and is defeated by Georgia with magnetism, allowing <laughs> Section 31's fleet to be destroyed. 
be quiet then. In the suit, <laughs> Burnham travels to the past and sets the five signals that led them to this point. She then sets a six for Discovery to follow as she travels to the future and promises to set a seventh when they safely arrive there. The crew of the Enterprise tell Starfleet that Discovery was destroyed in the battle and and are ordered to never speak of Discovery <laughs> or its crew again on Spock's recommendation to prevent another incident like Control. Tyler is placed in command of Section 31, and then months later, the Enterprise detects the seventh signal as it sets course for a new adventure. Mm. And thus you have the two-part season finale of... Season two of Star Trek Discovery, which neatly ties up our story. Yes, it does. While setting the <laughs> table. Yes. Not only for the enterprise in the world as we know it. Yes. But even more importantly, for the Discovery and its crew in a world and time of which we know nothing about. Oh, Lord. Praise, praise the science fiction gods. <laughs> it is no longer a prequel. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. I was so happy. Yeah, really? I was so, it's been my number one complaint. It's been a lot of people's complaints. It's been my number one complaint. Yes. And I suspect that there was a faction within Paramount that finally won. Because mm -hmm. this was the clunkiest resolution <laughs> of all of this I've ever seen. But I said, hey, if if it gets him in the future, all right, fine. The the, the, omnip, the omnip, um, omnipotent, omnipotent uh, all-powerful, all-knowing control apparently could have been taken care of with magnets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just figuring that out. But if we never had to deal with control again, fantastic. Spock apparently got a sister that he's been ordered never to speak of. Apparently his parents have been ordered never to speak of. Mm -hmm. Like everybody been ordered. Like, like we just forgot that she caused the war. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fine with me. We never talk about Burnham again. No. So now everything is said because Burnham is gone. Burnham never existed. That's true. And they left Ash's dumbass in the 31st century. <laughs> oh, I was so happy. Because they wasn't going to take a dumbass to the future. <laughs> oh, I was so happy when they left him there. And I said, may we never see you again. Oh, I think it's fair to say that we won't. <sighs> so, yes, I was quite happy. Okay, so you're happy with the result. Yes. But you say that their journey there was clunky no the resolution was clunky okay you know i, I love the space fight i love spaceship fight you know what i like the idea of spaceship fight but in practicality watching it you quick it quickly becomes just a bunch of streaming just a bunch of lights just lights and that's true zipping around and 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 there and because of that i didn't the stakes didn't hit with me in that Regard. Has there been a Star Trek ship battle that you enjoyed? Like, is there anyone that sticks out throughout the years that you said that one really got it? Um, 
I think there were a couple of episodes of Next Generation when they took on the Borg. Okay. Where you actually felt like like they they about to take an L. Right. You know what I mean? Um and there were sometimes on uh, Deep Space Nine where they were deep in the like the the, the, right. the war. Right. Where it, it got like a little hairy. You right. know what I mean? Right. And, and at least I felt it. Right. You know? Um and this one I don't know that I felt it so much, uh, especially because it kept running concurrent with um, uh, uh, Burnham, you know, in the in the part two, her kind of like setting in motion everything that we've already seen done, like, you know, right. the, the Red Angel's trips and be, all that type of stuff. Be, because Burnham was the Red Angel. Yes. Okay. Just Because Burnham was the Red Angel. Because Burnham was the Red Angel, which... I thought she was going to be. Yes. Months ago. Months ago. Yeah. Very early on. Very early. You called it. Oh, clearly that's Burnham in the suit. That's going to be the twist. Would you like a job writing for Star Trek? No, no, no. Also, not for nothing. I recognize the cut of Sonequa Martin-Green's figure from a mile away. See, I was going to try and let you not, like, go there. I'm just saying. That that grit, if y'all can see the cheese and grin <laughs> on saying. his face. Right I there. said, I said, I recognize that silhouette. <laughs> that is, like, the dirtiest old man I'm just on your saying. face right there. You can't fool me, Sonequa Martin-Green. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God, man. You look like you just came across, like, a double R bar burger. I'm bacon. just saying. <laughs> But yes, she is. She was the Red Angel. Yeah, she was. She was the Red Angel. But because it was run concurrent with that, and I knew that she was going to have to at least get a couple of those signals off because we've already seen them. Right. You know, some of the stakes of that didn't really hit home with me. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, but the visualization of everything mm-hmm. in this entire, you know, two part episode. And especially in the last last episode, was beautiful. It was breathtaking. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I really loved every bit of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What I mean, I mean, it's just just a gorgeous show and great. Um, it, it great acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love once again. You know the uh, the uh, 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 the chemistry between Burnham and Spock. Yeah, you know, they're, yeah, they're, you know, they've kind of milked it these last three, four episodes. So it's like, okay, this is another scene where you're gonna have a deep, deep conversation with yeah. one another. You know, so Nika Martin Green, obviously, yes, she's proven that she can cry at a. An it, instance. it was another weepy goodbye. Yes, um, but that was great. Um, I even like Stamets and, Cop- and Coper. I like them having some kind of like you know yeah reconciliation yeah absolutely if you were absolutely you will. again the writer said this is dumb we need them back together yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 the the, the internet has spoken Tignataro uh, is going she went to the future with him yeah I hope she becomes a, a regular I think I think we're all holding out for a Guinan situation yeah well like, like she won't be on every episode. I could t- I could take her on every episode because even if she's on every episode, she ain't gonna give it so much. Right, right. She's gonna get a scene an episode. Right, a couple of qu- quips, and then she's gonna be off. I, I just think she's busy. She I, no, I know. Right, but I wanted to be her. like okay. If she's not, if she's not a regular, then see, Guinan was Guinan because Whoopi Goldberg was legitimately busy. Yeah, 
like she was always like a very special guest star, right? Right. But at some point in the world of go to one of my favorite shows, The West Wing, Stocker Channing as the wife of the, as a first lady, yeah, she didn't become necessarily a uh, a regular, right? But when she was on. Her credit was with the regulars. Gotcha. Because she was on like a gotcha. You. you know what I mean? So if Tig Notaro, let's say they do 10 episodes a season. If she's on a good five, right. then like her name should be just be in the right. credits. Don't be like guest star. It's, just like in the credits. It's almost like on being Bobby Brown when like Whitney Houston just showed up after like the second, third episode. And then it was the adventurers. Of Bobby and Whitney. That's not quite this what I'm It's kind of the same. It's not really. If you squint. <laughs> if you squint, it's kind of the crack. same. Hey, <laughs> hey, I ain't say nothing about no crack. And if I say nothing about no crack, you say something about some crack. I said if you You have to show me the receipts. <laughs> anyway, I like that Tignataro. Yeah. I, I, oh, I yeah. some more of of Tignataro. Um Oh, there was somebody else. I wanted to you. Got me thinking. Oh, I liked um, Admiral Cornwell's sacrifice. I did. I did. I, you know, I didn't like to see it come because I liked the character. In in my mind, this was another indication of them clearing the decks. Exactly. Like exactly. there was really. I, I mean, it, it it was a nice scene. Yeah, I appreciate it. But frankly, did you have to? Like, couldn't you, you have just left her there in the 31st century? Couldn't she, like, gone to the future? No, no, no. Left them, wait, 31st century. I'm thinking about the Legion of Superheroes. Um, <laughs> but where, wherever they are. No, no, no. I meant left them with the Enterprise. Like, meant left them, left her in the Prime Universe. Well, I think that's, I think the reason why they cleared her from the deck is because she was such a formidable admiral that right. if you don't hear of her ever you. again canon wise got you it doesn't ring true got you okay you know what i mean so that's why you kind of like right right clear it's, her it's, off it's sort of sort of like the star wars that came out a few years ago <laughs> what not the force awakens um the heist one. Oh, the, the that was the last one wasn't it the the last jedi no 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 not the one not not the actual star wars so what are you talking about? Oh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Right. Kind of like Rogue One situation. Exactly how Got they kind of like to get rid yeah. of. Sorry, spoiler. Don't... <laughs> if you haven't seen Rogue One, don't grow no great attachment to any of them. No. <laughs> no, even though from what I hear, I think they're making a series out of one of the guys. Like the guy that is kind of like the, the the rogue of, well, he wasn't the rogue, but he was the, the like the guy of that team. Didn't he die? Yeah, but I think they're making. Some I guess it's a prequel. Series. Okay, it's a prequel sure. Series. Why they not? I don't know what the hell. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> but yes, similar to that. Yes, I think that's why they take her off the, take her off the map. Right there. Um. Uh. uh, uh um. But the whole. Okay, the whole idea. Because you laughed about it. Of them beating control with magnetism. Yes. <laughs> Again, it doesn't make sense that control is g- getting into a fight. <laughs> when we saw control make another being before and tell 
burn him that I can be on you in like 1.9 right, seconds, right, something right. like that. But now he's going to now control Leland, who is the control we're right, to believe, right. is going to get into this crouching tiger hidden dragon fight. Yes. With uh, Michelle. Giorgio and and the security officer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I forgot she was there. That's right. She really was just basically, you know, a camera camera movement. Right, right, right. To get her out of the way. Um, For them only to just turn on the magnets. And it seems like somebody would have suggested this earlier. Because that's how Burnham beat Bull on the ship. Right, right. No, it was Spock that it it reverse magnetized and whatever. Hey, man. Everybody in here at some point, somebody laid a magnet somewhere near their computer or something. Like, magnets should have come up immediately. Yes. Can we try magnets? <laughs> <laughs> like, now I'm wondering what kind of education are they getting at Starfleet Academy? That magnets didn't come up. Well, ma- maybe magnets have been outlawed. They've outlawed, which I guess is why Giorgio was using them. Well, yeah, because Giorgio don't care. <laughs> Giorgio don't care. Giorgio don't That's care. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, everybody else in Starfleet, you know, they've been ordered not to speak of magnets again. No more magnets. <laughs> so, you know, well, can't talk about, you know, that. Giorgio's like, I'm the empress. <laughs> Magnetize me. I use all the magnets. <laughs> I walk around with refrigerator magnets. That's right. Leaving them on places. <laughs> They all say Giorgio was here. right. Right. Hope you backed up your phone. <laughs> oh God! But I'm excited about next year. I am excited. I am excited I'm about next very year. Excited. I am very excited because they're now. Because I, I couldn't even believe it. They not, not only just went to the future. They're 900 years in the future, which means if I'm correct, you'll correct me if I'm wrong. They are further along. Oh, yeah. The Voyager. Yes. Yes. So they are actually. Yes. The furthest. This is now the furthest Star Trek. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It truly is now discovering. And it, it is truly now discovering, which I'm so, so happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you can you can just take the reins off. Yep. Like yep. you can just do what you want. You don't have to throw in any type of fan service. No. Anything. It, Nothing. If, if if you want to throw in a little bit of fan service, maybe they can somehow bump into the Mirror Mirror Universe again. I mean, I guess, but even that, it'll be a Mirror Mirror Universe different than any Mirror Mirror that of we've course, seen. Of course, because it's, it's, yeah. it's so far in the future. Right. Of it, you know, yes. But, but technically, they don't have to run into nothing. 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 Not 900 years. Well, okay. Well, yeah, they don't have to run into nothing. They may still see the same like, I'm aliens, thinking, though. You know, speaking of Guinan. I think Guinan may have been from a long-lived species. Oh, Guinan may be... Like, if Whoopi Goldberg wanted to actually show up, I think she could. I would rock with that. You know, Q could show up. I could rock with that. Um, Quiet quiet as kept, both of them could have been here, but definitely... Right, right. In the future, uh, an old boy that uh, Ron Howard's little brother played on that episode of Star Trek. Oh. He could on, show, on which episode of on the original series? He was like one of these all powerful celestial beings. Mm, okay, he could show up. You know who could show up? Who? 
Wesley Crusher. See, you're making jokes. <laughs> I'm trying to be he, he could show up. Harry Mudd could trans transfer Mud, his Mudstead. consciousness Mud, into a robot. Mudstead. Data could show up. Data could show up. Pike could show up. Pike could show up. Pike could show up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But hopefully none of that happens. Well, well, you know, it is Star Trek. So, you know, I don't need any there'll be that. Klingons, there'll be Romulans, there'll be the, you, you know, some, probably the Borg, the Borg at some point, but they'll be so different and it'll be exciting because we'll see what has happened. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be catching up with you their know? story as well. Right. As, you know, Earth, if it's still here. Right. Story. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, maybe there'll be a federation. Maybe there won't. Maybe there won't. That would be exciting. Yes. That would be really it's exciting. It's wide or, or, you know what would be exciting? If there is a federation, but Earth is no longer a part of it. Federation, Earth is no longer a part of it. That would be real exciting. You know. I mean, the, the mind. It's wide, wide open. It's wide open. And now you have these time travelers who bring their perspective. And I think now in the future, they'll also have more license, even though they began it here with season two. They will have more license to focus on the entire crew. Oh, absolutely! And build all of them up. Absolutely. You know, as much as they, as much as they did. How do you, how do you think? Okay, this season as a whole um, played out. I give this season a high B. Okay, a high B. I think as a season. I may like the first season better. Really? Just be just in retrospect, it was so audacious. Mm-hmm. And they had seeded it from the very beginning with Lorca being from the Mary Universe. And and you know, we, we talked about it. Like they actually played fair with us. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. it was there if you were paying attention. Um, you know, bringing in Mirror Universe Giorgio, I think, like she's a sensational character find. Yes. Of 2018. Right. And I just I, I just loved how audacious the first season was. This season, as much as I like the Enterprise, ended up liking the Enterprise, as much as I like Pike, as much as I like Spock, I do take points from because that, those were very safe narrative choices within Star Trek. Right. I think they were executed very well. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I didn't mind, we, we talked about this a little bit on Facebook. I was so happy with them going to the future that I actually didn't mind that kind of real masturbatory shot of the Enterprise at the end. Yeah. But yeah. I said, okay, almost I'll allow as that. If, almost as if you were transitioning the show to be about the Enterprise. Exactly. Which, yeah. you know, not for nothing. I might grumble a little bit, but if they got Anson Mount and 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 Rebecca um Romaine. Romaine to sign up for an Enterprise show, I'd grumble and then I'd end up watching it. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I I I deduct points for bringing in all of that. You know, we've talked about it. I thought Control was a terrible story. I thought Control was terrible. I didn't I've I've not liked any aspect of control as a plot right. from the very beginning. Right. You know, I thought the Red Angel was a little um clunky as a plot. 
you, you know, all jokes aside, I, I think we, you know, we knew somebody was in that suit right. that we knew. Right. But, you know, episode to episode, the performances are great, remain mm-hmm. great. It seems like they're slowly but surely fleshing out the rest of the crew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, high B. How about you? Yeah, I think I would go there. I, I, I Maybe like a solid B. I don't know about high B. Okay. Um, for much much of the same reasons that you said. You know, uh, a lot of the... There's a great... It's much... I guess... Like, I don't know if Mirror Mirror from season one was fan servicey, but it definitely... You know, people were like, oh! You know? Right. Uh, but there's tons of fan service in this, in this second season. Um... And there's some good bits. I think that overall there was some there were there are enough things that like annoyed me that just knocks that down. Like Tilly annoyed me the whole damn season. Mm. Like God, she got on my yeah my, my nerves. And as much as I loved Anson Mount's Pike, and I did, I loved I loved him a lot. Um, I think his. He was so good in the in his role, no disrespect to him, but that overshadowed Saru. And then you lost that. Right. And, then, and because of that, you lost Saru's um, relationship to Burnham and his relationship to even the rest of the crew. Right. I don't think it was really there as much as it could have been. Right. You know, except the one episode where they, you know, he's with his sister. Right. But really, that was just the one episode. Um, and considering that he's like, either number two or three in the credits, you would expect a little bit more from him. Right. Um, so that bo- that bothered me. And, you know, like I told you, I love Sonequa Martin-Green, but my God, she cried in like about half of these episodes. <sighs> she they, did. They kept giving, I mean, like, she did. they not give her anything else to do but to have like, you know, this this heartfelt farewell like about four or five I was episodes. Going to say, every couple of episodes. Every couple of episodes, she's like, oh, I'm gonna see you again. You know, I'm mean, like, come on, man. It's my Vulcan piano teacher. <laughs> she taught me the scales. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. So, so that that bo- that bothered me. Um, but that being said, uh, I thought this. You know, this was a return to classic Trek in their storytelling. Right. And as I think they kind of like messed around to figure out exactly how they wanted to pull that off and still be a little bit more contemporary with it. Right. You know, um, for the most part, they, they pulled it off. Uh, I, too, I, I'm a fan of serial storytelling, okay. serialized storytelling. So I like season one. I think I like season one maybe a little bit more as well. Yeah. Um. But I'm excited to see where it goes. Really, really, really excited to see where it goes. I loved, I loved the running joke of Romeo Romaine's character as number one was always just number one. Yeah, like when they're all in front of like you know Starfleet in their interview and they're all giving their names. Yeah, and she just says number one. Yeah, like you don't you. She says it in a way that you know you just missed her saying her yeah, name, uh-huh. but you never but know. You never that, know. You yeah, know, she's only number one. That's right. I love. I love that. Yeah. That was really mad dope. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like that, and um, and also, again, um, I may have mentioned it before, but I think she channeled in her performance a little bit of of um, oh god, major. 
what? I'm forgetting her name. Oh, Marjorie uh, Roddenberry. Yeah, Marjorie Roddenberry. Yeah. But I, I was trying to think of her maiden name. Yeah. Because that's what she went as. But um, who played number one? Marjorie Barrett. Marjorie Barrett. That's mm-hmm. right. Who played number one in the in the pilot? Right. And I think she kind of like uh, channeled what little bit she did in that pilot. Okay. In her performance, because she was very laid back. Yeah. With it, um, and I dug it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was like it was like fully fleshed Marshall Barrett's number one coming. Yeah, coming to turn. like like just like Anson Mount is giving you more Pike than you really ever saw. Oh, absolutely. She gave you in the in the you know when she came on more number one than you ever really saw. And yeah, a, a really real good character and uh, yeah, I appreciated that. Appreciated that a lot. Um, so I'm digging it and I'm I'm excited for season three. I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, CBS All Access. CBS seems to be very happy. They're getting good numbers. I know. With with the show. I know. Um, so that means, you know. And hey, I feel like it's building momentum. It is building momentum. Well, you, you see the momentum building because now they're starting the Picard show. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a rally out there for an Anson Mount Pike show. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it should happen. Uh, don't As much as I like Pike. Let it go. You know what, though? Let's game it out. What's preventing it from happening? Two things. One. Uh, one is Anson Mount, I think, wants to do other stuff. Why, why do you think he does? Like, like, why don't, I mean, he, like, Anson Mount needs a job? I'm sure he needs a job, but I, I think he also reads the tea leaves, reads how this has built him up. And I would imagine he may want to, I, I just imagine he wants to do something else, maybe a little bit more high profile, get his name out there a little bit more um, in front of the, you know, the, the, the major lights of a, of a network, mm. or maybe Netflix, which maybe has a little bit, offers maybe a little bit more dough. You know, I, I just I just suspect that um, as a po you know, um, because he, because of his character, he couldn't be on Discovery. Sure. Of so course it, there's one thing if he was going to continue on Discovery. But does he want to maybe now man his own show? Sure. And possibly that that fail. He did that. He did that with the inhuman. Well, that's what I was saying about he, he needs a job. Yeah. OK, well, yeah. Okay, I, I don't think he wants right. to do and it. And what's the second reason? You but said the second reason, reasons. which I think is the bigger reason, is that I don't think CBS nor the powers, that, the Star Trek powers that be at Paramount, want to create another enterprise uh, centric show. Now that now that's fair. So sort of protecting the brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think they want to do that. Although, it would surprise me very much, if not in next year or the year after, they don't run into the Enterprise, you know, K or, or you know, I think the last one we saw in continuity is like the D, mm-hmm. like the Enterprise double G. Oh, and that's fair. Yeah, that, but that's still. But that's still something out there. different. Yeah. Okay. You know? That's something All right. different. You know? All right. So I, that's why I don't think so. Okay. Because if they look at it this, if they did another enterprise centric show, right? Then they're pulling from their audience for 
both Discovery. I mean, are they pulling and a, Picard? Or are they just building their whole little situation? Well, I got a funny feeling you might be pulling at it. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna watch two Star Trek shows. Why wouldn't I watch three Star Trek shows? And not for nothing. Well, you you say that, but there was when there were a lot of people that when they had an opportunity. Remember when Next Generation and Deep Space Nine was running? Oh no, I remember. But a lot of people chose Deep, Deep Space. Nine. That was. I that, mean, uh, Next Generation. That's a. It was, that's a different time. It's a different time in space. Well, it's still not for nothing. I suspect an Enterprise show with Pike would pull in people that have not signed up for Discovery or Picard. I don't think so. I think there is a Star Trek fan who has not signed up for Discovery and they're doing a wait and see with Picard. But Anson Mount and Rebecca Romaine and old boy that played Spock in those uniforms mm-hmm. on that ship, mm-hmm. I think that hits the sweet spot of a demographic. Mm. If I were a Paramount exec, I'd be trying to put together an Enterprise battle. I think you're right. I think it's a, a, a crazy uphill battle because of the Enterprise brand. Mm-hmm. If I was a hungry exec at Paramount, that's what I'd be trying to put together. Like I would, I would, I would set up a lunch with Anson Mount and say, "What would it take to get you at the table?" I would, I would set up a lunch with Anson Mount and say, "What do you want to do?" I throw him some money to keep him with in Paramount, but I, I don't necessarily have to lock him down to to Star Trek. I don't know enough about Anson Mount for me to say Anson Mount pulls my attention in like i'm going to pay attention to him now because of his his performance on discovery but i i completely ignored him in inhumans yeah i, I mean i can see it, it, i don't know if i ever even knew his name well i knew him from hell on wheels on amc right the Western, right right and he was great in that right you know that was a very underrated absolutely show. yeah be people who like that love that so he so he was uh he was great in that. In humans, we don't speak about in humans. We don't speak about in humans. I'm sure neither does he. Neither does he. But um, uh, so I would I would throw some some dough his way. Mm-hmm. And see what see what uh see what he's interested in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, well, regardless, you know he he does a podcast. Is what's it about? It's called the Well. Just about acting. I have I so. no idea. I've never. It's he does a podcast called The Well with his friend uh, Brandon Edgens. They bring you stories and interview about creative inspiration. Oh, well, that sounds very oh inspirational and California. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. I'm yeah. gonna check that out. All right. It's a man. He's a man with you know. Yeah, absolutely. Got some stuff on it. Well, regardless, I'm excited about the future of Star Trek. Very excited. Which is now in the future of Star Trek. Finally. Oh, my goodness. Finally. Maybe, maybe, I think now, once word gets out that it's in the future of Star Trek, I think they'll even get more people to sign. Oh, I'm so happy. That's what people wanted. Yes. That's what a lot of Star Trek fans wanted. Oh, I'm so happy about this. So I think they'll get some more fans. Yeah. So more people to sign on. Um, 
I hope I know, ladies and gentlemen, we weren't as consistent as we as we hope to be. But I hope you have enjoyed our season long review of Star Trek Discovery. Yes, and thank you for your continued support of yes. our of our side project. Thank you very much to yes. each and every one of you, all of you out there, the Tozens, George Carmona, all of you that have followed anxiously with Spock adjacent. Uh, we really appreciate that. Yes. Um, with the conclusion of the season, Spock adjacent will return to being more or less a monthly show. Yeah. Periodical. You heard Vince. He said periodical. I tried to make it monthly. Vince said periodical. Um, just to let you know, Vince steers this ship. So, you know, I steer the Michelle mission, but he steers this we'll, ship. We'll try to do monthly. We'll try we'll to do you know, we'll he's, he's busy. He's got musings. He's giving me music. I got another musing I got to put up there. <laughs> I'm like, just saw the email. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I just threw up. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, but we will bring you more Star Trek uh, centric conversation and um, worldviews from the men of Michelle on Spock adjacent coming your way soon here on the Michelle Mission podcast feed. Yeah. All right. Okay. Until then, he's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting we say, peace and long life.